What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's talk it. about it. We are power pressed into passion. We the people shall not pass up this moment to push oppression into graves, set it on fire, then push past it from its ashes. Make art from debris. Just a quick recap. We've started our discussion on four stages of reconciliation, those stages being strangers, acquaintances, to teammates, then family. And we are continuing our discussion on the stranger. It is directly opposed to either my values, my my livelihood, uh, who, who mm-hmm. either is or represents an enemy type person in my life, right? Yeah, and yeah. So I can we can get honest about it. Sometimes the strangers do come from places and positions and belief systems that like are actually against what we stand for exactly all yeah the time. so it, it it so it, it becomes very difficult i i think it's interesting you're, you're talking about like the onus isn't on us there is this performance anxiety so you know talking as a white dude when i cross cultures black and brown kind of scenarios kind of in my neighborhood it's like there's this temptation like i need to perform mm-hmm. for this person you know, and I think when there's a performance anxiety there, um, th- then it's it the the prime thing is not them and it's not Jesus. It's really me at that point. But if I could go into the scenario, whether that's at the Winn Dixie down the street or the the little store or my neighbor, like whatever the scenario is, but I could go there, I could imagine do that redemptive imagination thing and like imagine Jesus here. I'm trying to like engage with love. I may get it wrong. That's that's always mm-hmm. a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure I know what wrong or right is. Like I have mm-hmm. to follow Jesus because he's the definition of what is good, right? He's the yeah. definition of what is right and wrong. So, I, I mean, I, maybe don't try to be a jerk, but what's more important <laughs> is mm-hmm. to really engage the person with the love that Jesus has for them. Yeah. I'm trying to like follow in the spirit, footsteps of the spirit, cross-culturally. But there is that temptation for the yep. when you engage strangers who possibly they might actually hate like basically since Trump in my neighborhood suspicion well, overt hatred towards me as a stranger I and I look like a cop so it's you just like, are white and you look like a cop in a bro, predominant in a black neighborhood I it, it's just the thing so. <laughs> so so, so you know, I mean, if any any stranger I engage, it's like automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm producing red flags for them. Oh yeah, you know, by by my conversation, my presence, or whatever, the way I walk, you know, <laughs> it's just those type of things. So, so again, I could get into those scenarios, and I could just be like petrified. Like, I got to make the right move. I got to. There's this performance anxiety now because I, I want to cross cross these mm. cultures well. I want to have good interactions with strangers, but I I think that temptation uh, to like give in to that 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 is also a path of destruction. So I can enter into those conversations with suspicion or with my own set of biases or hatred or something like that, bitterness. Yeah. Or I could you know so that's that's one choice I have. But then I could also succumb to the anxiety 
because I know maybe they're projecting onto me. You know, they mm. just saw something on the news and now it's like, here's this white dude who looks like a cop walking down the street. I got a big black dog. There's all kinds of things I'm, I'm producing in people. <laughs> yeah. I've seen little kids run away from my dog before. Like I just walk around the corner, like ah! <laughs> <laughs> they just turn around and run. I'm like, he's a really friendly dog. And he's like, it's a white dude with a, a killing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing, bro. It's like, it's a thing. White people like to say they dogs are, 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 and I say this from a number of personal experiences. Yeah. I'm like, I've been in, I didn't walk into too many white people houses and they're like, he never acts like that. Or she never acts like that. I'm like, y'all ain't never had me in this house. So yeah, y'all yeah. may think y'all don't dog have black people good. in this house very often. Y'all may think y'all dog is good, but y'all done inadvertently raised a racist dog. And I don't know what he going to do. I don't know what that dog going to do. Anyway, yep. you need so, more black people in your house, man. That's what needs to happen. So when you look like a cop, you white and you walk and folk going to be like, oh, I know what to do. You run. It's like it's yeah, a cop with a, with a canine off his leash. I'm that's, gone. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. So so, the, you know, those people may be, you know, it, possibly unfairly projecting onto me. So then I, I could then choose to absorb that drink in the anxiety. But then. Yep. Then Jesus, where is Jesus in that situation? I've mm-hmm. decentered him. He's off. He, he's off the radar. I'm on the radar. My anxiety is on the radar, and now I'm not really able to engage this person with a love that comes from heaven. Yeah. At best, I don't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But then, how do I even know what a mistake is? Where's the wisdom that's actually guiding my actions? It doesn't exist because mm. I'm basing the wisdom on my own sense of what a mistake is or the latest book I read. And so, again, th- I think these are all formulas for just, you know, uh, a path of destruction. I think this mm. is, is mm. it. You know, it yeah, leads I, you down towards yourself. That's that's interesting. Uh, that, that hits home for me because I think in my own experience, the more it's interesting, the more experience. I got I had as a uh someone who led a missional organization uh the more mature I became in the Lord and you know took on more responsibility in leading and training people um the more in my personal walk I had this uh this this kind of inner voice saying you got to get it right especially when it comes to people who don't know Jesus so you know when I'm when I'm you know when I'm in that restaurant when i'm in on that plane uh i'm in those spaces i'm thinking you know when i'm on the basketball court with a bunch of folk who don't know it's like i i i have to get it right you got to do the right thing right tongues Uh, of fire better fall yeah 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 it's like (laughs) i need to have that word and i need to get it right and it and and even though i'm not planning some specific outcome in my head i have a feeling like something specific is supposed to happen i I just think uh, this is a word for me, actually, because I think that's been a place of unhealthy engagement mm-hmm. uh, that 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 will that will affect your mental health because, you I, you know, if you're like me, you leave thinking, oh, this should happen. This should happen. This should happen. You get in a cycle, a little hamster You're just wheel. disappointed. You're so disappointed because it's like even if you did something right, even mm-hmm. if it was like, hey, you were really uh polite in a place that has a lot of negative energy even if you did that right you don't see that because it's like but i didn't say this i could that's right that's right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and i think when 
I think the correction is to realize, actually, you're not the one. <laughs> you're not yeah. supposed to be, you're not the one who can create change. It's actually Jesus walking with you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and can you just depend on him and count yeah. on his work that's going on before you get there and while you're there and after you leave? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that brings new breath, new life for me as I'm trying to work out my obedience, as I'm trying yeah. to just, is it, it, is to, you know, it's the, it, it is the age old, well, the common saying that I've heard of, you know, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. But I think when we talk about the stranger um, and for those who are trying to, you know, to be evangelistic, to, to live a life where they're both calling folk to say yes to Jesus and disciple them, um, I think it's really necessary, especially for us who are experienced to realize even as you become more experienced, right? Even mm-hmm. as you felt mm-hmm. like the servant who who uh, created more talents, who who mm-hmm. the Lord has given much responsibility, like you still have to realize that you um, are with the Lord, and Jesus is the one doing the work, and you're mm-hmm. just you're just you're still walking with Him. It's a reason why it's a reason why Jesus. Uh, I think it's a reason why God in his uh, transcendent thinking realized, oh, no, y'all always going to need me. Like, you will need me. And so Jesus, because Jesus could have ascended and been like, well, the spirit will be there here and now, you know, every now and then. <laughs> but he's like, no, you, you want this. You want you want the, the, the advocate who's going to be with you. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, you need it. Uh, because it's actually my work happening in the world, not necessary. And you're participating in it, and I'm making you a significant, special participant in it. But it's not on you. Like it can't be on you. It has to be yeah. you walking with me. And I think we have to acknowledge that, right? Um, so I, that's that's healing to me. Uh, and I I think it speaks to like some of the, the more recent work of God in my life. But also, I just think it's healing to put some words and language to that, even as I pursue the stranger to to, to mm-hmm. hear like, oh, no, Jesus is with them. Like, imagine Jesus with them. And, and I mean, don't you think in with kind you. of especially racial reconciliation, there there is so much potential anxiety, mistakes, second guessing, no matter where you're coming from. It's like whatever boundaries you're crossing. So then that mentality just it produces fruit because it's con- mm-hmm. it's connecting the work of racial reconciliation to the vine and saying, yeah. Oh no, no, th- there's no fruit between like you and me, we're brothers, but there's no fruit mm-hmm. in that relationship without being connected to Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. letting him be the, the driving thing, letting him be the one that produces exactly that. Right. Exactly that. Um, but so then that, so in some ways it's like, guys, there's a, there's work to do. There's tears to shed. There, there are mistakes to uh, overcome, but there's also this joy mm-hmm. because Jesus is. You don't have to save yourselves. Jesus has to be the savior, you know, yeah. of the relationships, of the cultures, you know, of the boundaries, of the methodologies, whatever we end up getting into, you know. But I, I think at the very first stage, that stranger stage, do you, we can really thoroughly ground ourselves in uh, Christocentric theology and say like, no, no, Jesus is even Lord here before you even uttered a word to each other, you know? 
And I feel like you always got to hold that in like a meta type space, right? So yeah, um, for me as like a, 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 a educated person with a lot of uh, ministry experience um, and just relational experience across ethnic lines, it's like, does mm -hmm. that mean I just drop all of my learning and some of the skills that I've developed in like um, discerning uh, and thinking about like how I enter into these relationships is like, no, but they do submit to Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And to mm -hmm. know like he has your best in mind and he, he knows more about you and he knows more about that person, how y'all should interact. Um, cause mm -hmm. I, cause as we talk about this, of course, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking about the, um, the person like me, the person, the, the, you know, uh, the, the black leader who's in this, uh, you know, whether it be a, a church or a nonprofit organization, but, and they, and they're going into these relationships where they feel not only the stranger in the non-believer, but they feel some, you know, they have the stranger in their own organization. Yes. Like, yes. How do they, Among how, believers, how do you yeah. work in that also? I think the same mm -hmm. work happens where you have to imagine Jesus with them and, and know yes. that, and when you do that, it, it kind of corrects something. It's like Jesus is not just, and, and part of that is you got to work on your your image of Jesus and understand how did he work with folk. Um, so mm -hmm. on one hand, it's like understanding Jesus with them, understand that concept, but it's also the very real work, the very real spiritual work of hearing God's voice first and responding mm -hmm. to that voice as you interact with folk. I think with me and you, I don't think I, I don't think we become friends unless I choose to hear God's voice and to stick with you. This, I, this goes back to when you were a staff worker. I was yeah. a student. This goes back to that, to the urban program, bro. So it's called justice programs now, but that six week long program that you led, mm -hmm. uh, that I was a part of. Uh, and for those who don't know, it, uh, it's just a, a program where it's like we're learning by God's heart, but we're doing things like intentional community with other students. And we learn in these big, tough concepts around economics, about uh, uh, poverty. Um, and for a black kid in that space, uh, you know, y'all did y'all best. But I'm like, why do these white dudes care about this? And why are they trying to tell me what to do? It was also a very disciplined <laughs> space where it's like you needed to be certain place at a certain time. <clears throat> mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, I remember, yeah, it was the first class. So we had one, we had the first class and I remember everybody was late and it was like, no, oh, no, this is no, no, y'all can't do that. And I remember, I remember you saying very sternly, don't you ever be late to my class again. And I was like, in my heart, I didn't say it out loud, in my heart, <laughs> I didn't say it out loud because, you know, I, I still carry my, my church deference yeah, uh, yeah. with me everywhere I go. But I remember in my heart saying, this white dude ain't my daddy. Like, what is <laughs> right. talking to? Who this dude talking to? And uh, I checked out for the rest of that class. But I remember you taking me aside and being like, yo, I need you to check in. I need you to be a part of this. You said a lot of things, but that's, that's one of the messages that was communicated. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the Lord in that moment because I'm like, there's really nothing you can say that's going to convince me. <laughs> uh, when mm -hmm. I think back, I'm like, there's, I, you know, I was a knucklehead still. I still have my rough mm -hmm. edges. There's nothing you can say to me. Uh, uh, but I think 
it was something about the spirit of God in that moment that was just like, yeah, yeah, come on, come back, come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like this. So I bring that up because here. it was a moment. It was a moment where it's like, for me, it didn't feel safe. I'm like, mm -hmm. I ain't got to be around these folks. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be here. Um, uh, but because of the voice of God in that moment, I stood, I stayed, I stayed. And yeah. it, and, and, yeah. and that, that actually affected the trajectory of my life. It's like the call of God on my life was affected by that mm -hmm. moment. Um, mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it is terribly important to, uh, uh, to, to imagine Jesus, to know Jesus, to hear that voice and to respond to that, um, understanding that, uh, there's a grace in that voice and there's just good leadership, um, in that voice. So. Amen. Amen. Good talking to you, man. That wraps up our discussion about the stranger. We'll start our next discussion talking about acquaintances. All right. If you haven't done so, wherever you get your podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and get updates on when new episodes are posted. Also, if you have questions or if you want to suggest a topic for us to discuss, go ahead and message us at anchor.fm. Send us a voice message through the messaging service of our podcast, or you can just direct message me on Instagram. That's Brad underscore Everett on Instagram. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep making art from debris. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, don't you got to go to pickleball? No, man, it's too cold. Oh, y'all ain't gonna play? Man, it's 43 <laughs> degrees, bro. Oh, over there it's 43. Good job, <laughs> Florida. Let's go. Finally, y'all got some y'all finally y'all got some some weather. Man, could you imagine me getting hit with a pickleball right now? Oh my gosh. No, you don't go out in a Florida 48 is like a northern, well, for DC at least. For me, it's like the 30s. Like when it's in the 40s, it, it feels yeah. it feels like it, it's 45 right now. So yeah, I just no, don't you, no. I don't go out in Florida when it was like under 55, I was like, no, we stay inside. I need my I don't need to be numb in all areas of my body. Um, it that moisture in the cold, man. They just they mix. They they like a gang, man. Yeah. <laughs> like they get together and be like, I dare you. They just jump out. you in every time. I dare you to come out here. You come out here, you are gonna get jumped. It's crazy, man. That's a it's ooh.